Hello, and welcome to episode 29 of the Coin Press Podcast. I'm Luke Willis. Today, I'm joined by Anthony Charlton, CEO of Utopian Game Labs. Welcome, Anthony. Oh, thank you, Luke. Yeah, really glad to have you today. Uh, so t tell me a little bit about Utopian. What, uh, what, what does your game studio do? What types of games have you built historically? Uh, and I know we're going to get to Time Raiders, your current project, but curious to know more of your, your history. Well, the, the team is made up of, uh, of a very talented group of people from all over the world, actually. Um, primarily, we're based as uh, developers in the UK, um, but we have other developers in, in Romania, um, United States, Canada. Um, we're quite well distributed as a, as a modern company, I think, um, would be these days. Not because necessarily uh, we were forced into it through COVID, but it's just the way that the company has evolved. Sure. Um, the, the main principles and the main um, designers and developers in the company have got uh, 20, 25, even 30 years experience building games wow. um, with a lot of background in, in all sorts of games on every single platform conceivable uh, going back 30 years. And um, a, lot of a lot of family entertainment, a lot of action and adventure games. Sure. Um, so there's a lot of pedigree and depth in the team itself. Yeah, very cool. Um, I was looking over your, your past projects, and it seemed like there was a trend of um, producing games for for other brands. Um, I think I saw some some Scooby Doo games and and things like that. Is that right. <laughs> do you think that characterizes a lot of your library up to this point, or have you done some that are more like you know in house for your for your team? Yes, so the team have done a lot of in house games as well. Sure. Um, I think uh, sometimes when you see that we're doing games on brand for other companies, it, sure. uh, it demonstrates how we can uh, quite delicately look after other yeah. company brands and look after their IP. Um, but we have done our own games as well, of course. Very cool. Yeah, I know I, that might have sounded like a slight. I didn't mean it that way. The, <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a, a, a challenge. It adds a layer of, of um, you know, interest to the game even if it's um you know working for scooby-doo or, or any other brand it, it you know you're working for a client and you're building something that's that's meaningful so so you've built some games in-house for for your team you've done uh some some brand games for for other companies and now you're working on a game um called Time Raiders. And we're talking today because it's a blockchain game. And I'm curious if you can go into some details uh, about the game, um, just so we can you know, lay the foundation and we'll, and we'll go from there. <laughs> I, I'd love to, and, and I could probably talk for hours about it. Um, sure. But uh, Time Raiders, we call it the greatest NFT treasure hunt through time. Cool. Um, and there are a number of reasons why we chose to do this. Uh, so. So playing the game, you can, you can start off in, in a World War II sort of setting, mm -hmm. um, very quickly find yourself uh, moving into a prehistoric era or ancient Greece or ancient Rome uh, or other parts of the world, even into the far future. Mm -hmm. And the idea with this game is to make it, uh, make it really enjoyable mm -hmm. um, and replayable and give sure. it lots of sustainability. So in other words, once you've played it through, that's not the end. Every month we'll release new levels. Mm. Um, and time periods and so you're jumping through this uh, this time portal uh, and you have the ability there to collect nfts collect assets and interesting things as you go through different uh, different uh, time zones and and, and uh, periods of history and then you can bring them back with you and use them uh, in other levels cool so it's a way of developing creating a lot of interest in the game but also a game that's see primarily for us notwithstanding blockchain 
um, games have got to be fun to play. Um, otherwise, yeah. there's no point in doing it. We're not doing this just to make uh, an NFT game. Right. Uh, this is about having fun. Cool. And so we want to make sure that that's the, the first thing we do is make sure it's a fun game to play. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, that is the key. Um, too many game studios who are coming at it from the blockchain side of things want to build on blockchain and have decided to build a game, but the fun aspect gets left out. So I'm glad to hear of uh, game studios that are building for fun <laughs> and then layering in NFTs where it makes sense. Um, so. So these NFTs that you can find in, in the different times, um, that is um, you know, on-chain data that represents a treasure, right? Um, can you give some examples of like what kind of treasures those are? And um, I'm, I'm curious how fungible those are. If, it, if there's multiples of the same, you know, mm -hmm. dinosaur bone or, or whatever it is, or, uh, or if it's a one of a kind thing. So we've got the full range. Um, obviously, as you, as you come into the game and you play for the first time, you don't even have to connect a wallet to play the game initially. Cool. So you know, it's a free-to-play, uh, currently PC-only game. But mm -hmm. you come in, you play, you find a gun, uh, you use that gun in the game. Mm -hmm. Obviously, now we're writing it to we're writing all the NFT data not to the chain, but just mm -hmm. internally to the server until you decide you want to actually mint that gun as an NFT. Okay. Uh, get out of the game if you wish. Um, so right from the very beginning, when you pick up your first pistol, um, it's an NFT. Okay. Uh, then you will discover other NFTs, and as you move through the game, there'll be all sorts. Um, okay. And obviously, we've got some which are very, very common. Uh, a box of hand grenades, for example, is an easy thing to find. Sure. Um, but then we've got some that are very rare. Um, and an example of a very rare one might be our submarine NFT. Uh -huh. So whilst we're playing in a, in, a, in a scenario that looks like London in the Second World War, if you discover the, the the submarine NFT, you'll be able to open up levels that no one else has access to mm. underwater and be able to fire us to torpedoes and do things that other people can't do. Now, the rarity of that submarine hopefully gives it a lot of interest and value. And, and when you've had enough of it, you can obviously pass it on, sell it in the secondary market or internally um, through the black market we have inside the game. So other okay. people get a chance to use it. And then there's everything in between. And uh, the dinosaur egg, for example, is a is an example how it will take you from the World War II into a prehistoric time yeah, zone. That's cool. Um, so is it fair to say then that you're using NFTs for the, the entire player inventory or is it um, you know just specific items? Um, I know pretty much the entire inventory is, okay. going to be, is going to be an NFT. So they have, they have um, varying rarities and therefore varying value. Um, as well as um, providing you with, with different abilities or opening up different levels and so on. Very cool. Um, so you you mentioned your you have an in-game black market you called it uh, for yes. for players to uh, I, I'm assuming like sell and trade their NFTs there. Um, are you is that enabled for minted and non-minted items? So the the internal market is for non-minted items, and when okay. you've minted it, then it's on your it's in your wallet, um, and therefore it's available to to use off uh, gotcha. outside of the game. But the initial before it's minted, it's all run through the black market is run through the the internal game server. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. So it's the it's the step for players who have not chosen to opt in to the blockchain side of things. Got it. Um, cool. So to that end, then I'm assuming you have an in-game currency gold or something um 
that are you tracking that as a fungible token or is it possible to use as a fungible token or is it all in game no so we have we have our own um, currency alongside this called expendium okay which is xpnd um now we, we we launched the expendium currency three months ago okay and once you've started the game if you come in to play the game as a free-to-play game mm -hmm. you'll very quickly find that you do in fact need to start using some expendium in order to upgrade um, and to move to higher levels and further levels now, the whole point of this game, of course, is that it's not going to be um, a pay-to-play as such. You, sure. you purchase a bit of Expendium to give you the additional uh, opportunities to grow in the game. Mm -hmm. um, and from that, you'll get the greater rewards. You have to pitch in a little bit in order to go further. Gotcha. Okay. Which, I mean, for, for a free-to-play game, that's normal, right? You're talking microtransactions at that point. So whether that's on-chain spending a little bit of money or off-chain spending a little bit of money uh, as long as it's not you know <laughs> i think the uh, the diablo immortal uh recent launch with the hundreds thousand dollars to get your your player max that's that's a little extreme <laughs> uh, the, the idea is that you will make a little bit of money every day um, sure. and you will make a fortune we're not trying to compete with games where you know you can make uh, hundreds and hundreds of dollars a day um, mm -hmm. it's pocket money um, yeah. It's a little bit extra. If you're doing it on a daily basis, you know, it adds up. Um, mm -hmm. we're, we're trying to reward gamers you know, in a new fashion. We, we're, we want to reward them for spending their time playing our game. Sure. Okay. Very good. Um, so, so you've built some in-house games before, and now you're working on Time Raiders. Do you have, uh, you know... Uh, an existing player base from previous games you've built that you can tap into for marketing or is this kind of all from scratch um we we're, we're going all from scratch okay to be honest, because this is a very different type of game yeah uh, and there's a lot of um, i think there's a lot of resistance in the traditional gaming community towards nft games um, but we don't want to be all things to all people so you know right. we're going to look at the market that does want to play this game um, you know, to start with Mm -hmm. um, and by some estimates of what two and a half percent of gamers are playing NFT games now, that's a, that's a percentage or uh, a portion of the gaming market that's only going to grow. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're here to try to appeal to them. And obviously, the the low hanging fruits, if you like, the easy the easy wins will be the NFT gamers, people who already have a wallet connected to a browser and know how to how, how to do this. Uh, yeah. What we want to do in the future, of course, is to attract more traditional gamers into into NFT and blockchain gaming. Um, and to that end, we, you know, we're doing a very large um, NFT presale um, in four or five weeks' time, okay. um, which is designed to help people to see how easy it is to acquire the NFTs that can bring them in and give them some extra advantages before they, they've even started playing the game, almost. Very cool. Um, that's awesome. So, for so then basically, you're saying uh, you're targeting existing blockchain users who want to play games on chain. Um, I think that's a really fair choice to get started because you're right. There's definitely a backlash among uh, traditional gamers toward, towards blockchain games. Um, the The challenge is when you're really trying to target your existing players and, and bring them along. That's where, you know, even saying the word NFT, you can start to alienate people and lose them on, on that journey. So I think that's a fair choice. Um, so, I mean, given the challenges of that and and just the nature of uh, the gamer community, why 
why is your studio now deciding to to focus on blockchain? Why not something else? <laughs> well, good question. Um, funny enough, we were having conversations about blockchain last year, okay. um, and looking at the future of gaming, it is a very um, it's a very interesting new area to be involved in. Okay. Um, and once we got started, we actually found it to be a really exciting potential area. Uh, we started playing with this with this notion of of, of play to earn. And then we decided it was play and earn sounded better as well. You're having fun while you're playing the game. Sure. Um, so then we started we started looking into it a little more deeply, and we thought you know this is a really nice way of rewarding players. It's it's so much better than the pay to play model where you can you can you can add up the numbers and to get every skin pay a hundred thousand pounds. We don't right. want to be anywhere near that space. Right. Um, so so this became um, a project where we saw a natural fit for the game that we were developing. Um, and it's a very, as I said, it's a very exciting new area to be in. When we put together, I mean, I think we've got an incredible team. We've got yeah. the most uh, amazing group of blockchain developers working with us as well. That's awesome. Um, and, uh, you know, I think they are, they're, they're worth their weight in gold, almost these guys, because they are providing us with such incredible um, coding to mm -hmm. enable us to do in this game uh, what would be impossible otherwise. Um, and of course, that opens up a whole new area of, of uh, data analytics if you like as well uh, okay. because not only have we got the sort of the ordinary data analytics of trying to acquire gamers to the game and and uh, the revenue potential from gamers playing the game but we also want to make sure that the economy in the game that they're playing is also going to be fun exciting and rewarding to the players very cool um so you're you're blockchain developers Did, are you partnered with a uh a, a company that's consulting with you or is this like a, a group that you've found some how did you find them so so one of the first things we did when we set we started down this route was uh we we created a whole tokenomics package for the launch of our of our own currency uh -huh. uh, that helped us to get some of the initial raise um through through the sale of expendium um, right. as a future token um and through that we also brought on board um a, a group of advisors from uh, various different walks of life, some from, from sort of fintech, some from blockchain, uh, some from esports. Um, and so we built up our team and our team of blockchain developers are all in-house now. They're all okay. contracted to us, they work with us, we're not working externally. We are looking to the future and building a blockchain team that, uh, that continue to grow with us and bring in more and more people and grow that particular team. Um, you know, and one of, the, one of the hardest conversations I suppose we had over the first few months was you know exactly which chain are we going to go with yeah um and we tried we, we looked at all sorts um and again down to the the excellent advice we got from our advisors and the conversations with our developers um and discussions with various potential partners we settled with uh, polygon as, mm -hmm. as the chain we wanted to to work with um and i think they're doing they're doing great things in, in this space themselves that's awesome so what were the uh like the key things that you recall that that really put polygon over the top compared to the other options out there um it was a question of compatibility mm -hmm. uh, we we want to be very careful about trying to create bridges so we wanted to go with a the chain that we were we were going to be comfortable with mm -hmm. um, who were also uh interested in supporting us and what we were doing uh, so we've got a lovely uh two-way relationship with with polygon um, and another one of the things I like about Polygon is that they are looking for a very um, sustainable future themselves in terms of their own uh, stated policies of carbon neutrality uh, sure. and being carbon negative, in fact, within a few years. So 
there's a there's a lot of really uh, we felt it was a good fit for us gotcha okay very good um yeah i know there's there's a ton of options these days for for games looking to build on on blockchains um but yeah that's interesting i think you're the first game i've come across that's looking to build on polygon uh but it is a, a fairly popular chain so i'm sure there's others out there I just haven't had the the opportunity to talk to them yet <laughs> um cool so so the support that polygon has given you is that uh technical financial what's the i mean you don't i, I don't know what, what you can go into but a, a bit of everything you know and um, as i mentioned just now we've also doing um an nft pre-sale next month okay um so we've we've had a lot of support from from various investors and partners and advisors um, all the way across the, the, the spectrum as far as the game development's concerned and all the technologies. So we're looking to do our NFT uh, pre-sale next month, um, working with Polygon, but mm -hmm. also with Gate and Formulas, Rarible, Engine Starter, and, and maybe also Sequence Wallet. So we've, we've really reached out to create good partnerships. And at the end of the day, you can't do it all yourself. You've got to have the great yeah. partnerships in place. Um, That's good. And so part of the... To come back to one of your earlier points about uh, how we are reaching gamers, we reach them through the existing guilds and gaming communities, um, mm. and working closely with them to bring them into the um, the pre-launch beta testing, which we're doing right now. So we're running mm -hmm. a closed beta test, um, and we've got uh, thousands of people have signed up to do the closed beta test, which is very exciting. Yeah, um, and then we, we 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 enjoy seeing them pick up the bugs as well and and create little videos. Um, it all goes to show this is a real game. It's really close to its actual launch, yeah. um, and it has it has you know real bugs and real problems, which is um, <laughs> which is uh, sometimes a bit uh, stressful, but always a bit of fun. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Um, do you have a launch date yet, or are you working towards that in the beta? Uh, we haven't stated a specific date for launch. Um, sure, I'm sure, you know very well. Uh, Luke, when you have a when you want to launch a game, it's it could be dangerous to put a specific date on it um, because yeah, that can get absolutely. pushed back and back. But we're looking to do the NFT pre-sale in about six weeks' time, so or, or five weeks' time, um, and then the game will launch shortly after that. Very good. That's awesome. So, um, so so you have the NFTs, you have XPND. The what can you tell me about the game's economy? because you know it's free to play and you can find and earn these uh items and currency in game um what uh i mean can you describe your tokenomics in in a way uh without getting i, I know there's like a whole paper on this so um maybe just a a, a brief overview uh yes i mean this this is this is a question for for an entire department yeah uh, spent months wrangling over how to make it work but um, there, there are a number of factors involved, and mm -hmm. the first one, of course, is to ensure that there's always going to be um, enough capital and, and currency th flowing through the game. Yeah. Uh, but also to ensure that we don't have some sort of runaway inflation or uh, or, or any other uh, strong financial pressures taking uh, affecting affecting the in-game economy. So sure. as I mentioned before, there's a whole set of data analytics required and data science for customer acquisition or, or acquiring gamers and looking at how they uh, the lifetime value of your gamers we have a second whole set of economics that's required uh, mm -hmm. for managing the internal economics of the game to ensure that there are enough nfts 
for everybody, that the market flows, that everybody gets the opportunity to, to earn a little currency. Um, but some of that XBND has to be, of course, uh, put burned. Some of it goes into staking pools. We've got staking set up as well. So there are, there are, there are a lot of different factors taking place. And I think what we're going to have, uh, well, uh, what we're testing now and what we'll have during the, the life of the game is we'll be constantly um, you know, tweaking all the little factors like uh, we've got a million controls <laughs> just, yeah. to, just to make sure that we keep creating the optimal experience there for our, for our gamers. Gotcha. That's cool. I think the uh, one of the biggest challenges with play and earn games is when you're managing the economy, it can feel like a very distinct activity. So if you're trying to improve the gamer experience, you have the challenge of you know making the game fun, but then also they have this other job now, <laughs> right? Um, I'm curious how you think about that in terms of you know maybe weaving them together or you know, making it not feel like a chore on top of having fun. This, this is, um, you know, this is, I think one of the problems with with, with some games mm -hmm. is that it can be a bit of a chore, a bit of a grind to keep on yeah. doing the same thing over and over again, just to earn a little bit of, of expendium or, or some in-game currency. Um, and that's very much the reason why we've created a game that jumps around different time zones mm -hmm. and we will constantly be delivering new levels every month. Um, so that there is, there is, we with the idea of being that gamers will never get tired or bored of playing the game. That there'll yep. always be something new, more challenges, and we're taking the game um, as it is right now, which is a single player a game, but adding all sorts of other different game modes as well. So later on on the roadmap, we have the multiplayer mode. Cool. You've got speed run mode. You've got the story mode. You've got the zombie mode. So there are, there, are, there are many ways of replaying the game so that it is always going to be first and foremost uh, fun to play. Very cool. That's a big challenge to take on, committing to monthly uh, you know, new levels. That's, uh, that takes a big team able to, to piece that together and make sure it works with all the different items. And um, <laughs> I, I don't envy the challenge there, but that it, it sounds like it'll be really cool uh, when, when you get it going. Yeah, I mean, again, like like I mentioned with the the specific date of launch, mm -hmm. uh, we we haven't actually published a, a specific date for each new level coming out. Okay. But the, the roadmap is to to launch new levels on a regular basis, so that there will always be new content, and then there'll be major updates, which will include, as I mentioned just now, uh, the multiplayer. Uh, we have something called the Battle Island as well, um, and another interesting thing I think we're doing is this thing called a slice of time, mm -hmm. um, where we will create um three or four levels uh, for partners who want to have their own three or four levels branded their way with their own nfts stocked into the game as well um, so we're, we're looking at uh, not just a, a game that is for you know positions and promoted to individual gamers but actually a game that to some extent could almost be white labeled if you like uh, yes. to larger guilds to be able to say well you know we'd like this slice of time being i don't know napoleonic war or something and pick out the, the NFTs they want to put in there and stock it up and run the game for their own members. Um, and of course, that is an introduction for them to then come along and play all the rest of the levels. Gotcha. Interesting. So uh, it, it's kind of it's an opportunity to connect with your community. Correct me if I'm wrong here, but for, for user generated content, creating their own levels and experiences. Is that uh, well for, for the uh, for the for the for the guilds or for the organizations who want to have their own sort of branded white labeled 
yeah, of, yeah. of the game. Yes, indeed, they can they can stock it up with uh, with their own uh, NFTs and 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 have it the way they want it to look. Um, we we pretty much can do whatever they want. Yeah, uh, given enough time, uh, we, <laughs> we can accommodate them. Very cool. Well, Anthony, I really appreciate your time today. I I love the the vision behind Time Writers and, and what you're trying to build here. Um, for people who are interested to to get into the beta, maybe I don't know if you have any open spots or or just to learn more. Where can they find out more about the game and about Utopian? The very first point of contact really ought to be the website timeradar.io, okay. um, okay. and from there we have the links to the social media. So there's a large uh, gaming community on our Discord. Mm -hmm. uh, we also have quite a large community on Telegram, and and a very large uh, very large Twitter community but the place to go really would be discord uh, there's lots of announcements and, and chats there um, and then it's easy we have a registration form if you want to go and ask to be included in the next uh, in the next beta invitation very good uh, so final question here for for other game studios that are considering building on blockchain what would you say is the the biggest lesson you've learned over the time you've been working on time Raiders that you would share? I'm putting you on the spot here. <laughs> I know there's a lot. <laughs> yes, well, yeah. I mean, it, it's been a learning curve working with the blockchain. Um, it, it's a it's a new, it's a very new thing. Um, gosh, uh, make sure you've got the right team. Yeah, make sure you've got the expertise. Um, that that probably yeah, that covers a lot of things, doesn't it, Luke? But I mean, if you've got a good team of advisors. And you've got the right team behind you working together, then you can probably overcome most of the most of the challenges. Very good. Well, Anthony, really appreciate your time. Uh, this was great. So, hope you all join me next week for the Coin Press podcast. Bye for now. Thanks, Luke.